Welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Hey, welcome to Timber Nook Tips. Jeff Johnson here with Angela Hanscom. Hey, Angela, this is our second recording session. As, as listeners know, we're recording these in batches, and I thought it might be fun if we dug into some, some terminology around the senses, because I think it'd be helpful for parents and caregivers to kind of understand what you occupational therapists are talking about when you, when you talk about stuff. So let's just, let's just play around with this. What do you want to talk about first? So we can talk about the term sensory integration to start with. Okay, um, that sounds like a good place to start. Okay. So it's, it's a very uh, broad term. And um, just to oversimplify it, it's really about organizing the brain um, and getting a child to a place where they can be grounded and ready to, ready to learn. And, and so everything that they know about the world comes in through their sensory systems, right? Yes. And so for the first months and years, maybe decades of life, we're trying to connect the way our, our sensory systems talk to our brains? Yeah, so the first seven years are really critical for development and re uh, refinement of the, the senses. Um, so and being able to do multiple different things like discriminate and tell the difference between um, a loud sense and a quiet, like a, a loud noise and a quiet noise would uh -huh. be one example. Um, but basically fine tuning and organizing, all of that happens within the first seven years. It's a critical phase. And so if children are in an environment where they are not getting their senses nurtured or getting enough stimulation, that can affect development. And the opposite can happen as well. If they're in an environment where it's sensory overwhelming, like there's a lot of loud noises, um, they're constantly being transitioned from one environment to the next, um, children, like everyone's too close to each other, so that their senses are constantly bombarded, uh -huh. that can also have an effect on their senses in a negative way. So is there a real tiny middle ground there that's just right, or are we pretty resilient and that, that middle area is, is fairly broad? Oh, my clock is fizzing. <laughs> <laughs> that's a pretty tiny clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right. There's some, there's some sensory, sensory experience for our listeners, <laughs> Angela's clock. So yeah. is it a narrow window there of just right, or is it kind of a broad, humans are pretty resilient kind of thing? Well, I think that there is a, a sweet spot, I guess, um, where it's ideal for a sensory integration to happen, and that's really to be in a calm and alert state. So being in an environment that's very calming, which actually happens to be outdoors, because if you think about the outdoor environment, and the colors that you see, you see blues and greens and browns, and there's research that that's very um, calming stimuli. Um, you go for a massage and you hear crashing waves and bird sounds, and it's very calming stimuli. Even certain smells of the trees uh -huh. um, reduces cortisol levels in the, in the brain. So being outdoors is calming, but you're still alert because you have to pay attention. Um, the environment, the terrain is constantly changing you an animal might run by so you're in this calm alert state and that is ideal for sensory integration that organization of the senses to happen 
And we want to think about what percentage of time are children in that state and what percentage of time are they in an environment where it's not, it's not that calm alert state, but their senses are being bombarded where it's too much and it puts them in a fight or flight response. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's unhealthy. And so when it comes to early learning settings and, and just parents spending those early years with their kids, what can we do to support sensory integration? Is it, do we need to be doing special stuff or is it just kind of like being humans, living human lives kind of stuff or yeah. is there a middle ground there? I think that we just need to really carefully look at our environment. Um, the environment is key to integration. It, it plays a huge part. So we can't, we can't really, like, so hereditary-wise, mm-hmm. um, there's only so much we can do, but we can affect the environment. And so we want to create an environment for children that um, will set them up for success. So we want to do what we can to change what we have control over. And um, so the environment some key things to think about is, is it a calm, a calm environment? Is it home-like? Um, you know, are there, um, you know, maybe not noises every five seconds where it's like screaming and you, um, they're confined. Um, so to trying to think of a more natural approach, you know, natural colors, um, you know, can children get away from each other, um, you know, and seek, um, seek that distance from other so we, kids. We want, we want space. We want yes. calm. We want, what about, um, my experience is in a lot of early learning settings, children are spending a lot more time being still than I, I think they should. Is that good for sensory integration? Yeah, I think that being still is a whole different topic. Um, okay, well, we'll, we'll dig into that. Yeah. I mean, when, if, if the environment is kind of being still prone to be kids being still that's something that people could look at changing up we Absolutely. want we want Movement. calm we want space we want we want the ability to move yeah. and and we kind of want environments that engage all the sensory systems right yeah but without overwhelming without so without overwhelming them Having a balance is really key. My I, kind of my experience is a lot of the sensory activities that go on that that are labeled as that in early learning center, centers are are things that involve messing around in a sensory bin with with little bits and pieces or something that's slimy and it engages the the eyes and the ears and maybe the sense of touch and beyond that there's not a whole lot of sensory engagement and so those other sensory systems are things that we should be paying attention to as well yeah, absolutely well this about time to wrap this first episode in this batch up what are we going to let's tease people what are we going to talk about when we come back we could talk about the um vestibular sense oh that's the sense of touch isn't it no that's oh, the that's the sense of movement. balance I can't wait to learn. We will be back soon with another episode of Timber Nook Tips. Thanks for tuning in. Um, All the ways to find us are in the the session description, so you can just click there to get a hold of us. Back soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Timber Nook Tips. Share your questions and comments at playvolutionhq.com slash podcast slash timbernook.com. For more Angela, visit TimberNook.com. For more Jeff, visit ExplorationsEarlyLearning.com. Like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? 
consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.